On this episode of Tech Transformation, we're talking loyalty, how to create it, how to keep it, and why it matters. We're talking with Zach Dennett, VP of Loyalty and Omnichannel at CVS Health, who shares his experiences and customer-centric vision for the future of CVS's loyalty programs. We talk about personalization, artificial intelligence, and data and analytics, and how the company is working to seamlessly blend online and in-store to reflect how people really shop today. We also touch on CVS's ultimate goal, to offer convenience in all forms to its customers. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RAS News, where we dig into the innovative tech strategies and trends shaping retail and consumer goods today. I'm Maya Jenkins. I'm an editor at CGT and RAS. And in this episode, I'm talking with Zach Dennett, who's VP of Loyalty and Omnichannel at CVS Health. We're going to be talking about loyalty today and how CVS is shaping its strategies around a customer-first mindset. So Zach, welcome. It's great to have you here today. Maya, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm excited to be uh, talking to you. Thank you. So to get us started here, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your role? Sure. So I am, as you said, I'm Zach Dennett. I am at CVS and I uh, have the pleasure of working with the loyalty and omni-channel teams. So um, we work on the, um, the extra care program, of course, you know, the one of the oldest and largest um, loyalty programs in the country, as well as all of the CVS.com work around shipping um, items and getting customers things in a convenient digital way. Uh, I've been at CVS for a year. And before CVS, I have a mixture of um, startup and big company experiences. So I was a consultant, left consulting to do a retail startup called Jet.com, where I was the eighth employee, you know, day one built my desk, day two bought a computer. Um, I was at Jet as we grew it. Um, and then Walmart acquired us. And I got to work at Walmart for a while doing a number of roles. I then left uh, Walmart to be uh, the US founder of a startup called Joker, which was 15 minute grocery delivery. Um, and, and now I'm at CVS. Fantastic. Well, we're really excited for the conversation today. Uh, As a little icebreaker, we like to ask our guests, what was your very first job going way, way back? First ever job. So when you hear my first job, you're not going to immediately (laughs) think, oh, that's obvious that he's going to end up in retail. Um, So my first job, I was, um, I worked in a lab looking at depression in mice and trying to figure out the genetic depression of mice. Um, Then um, I, my next job was in construction. So um, somehow those two things ended up in retail. Yeah, you're right. That wouldn't be the immediate first two jobs, I would think, that would lead you to your current role. But uh, everybody starts somewhere, right? (laughs) Exactly. And paths, I guess, are not linear. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So let's um, talk loyalty a little bit here. So standing out in the loyalty market can be challenging, given the saturation of programs. How does CVS Health work to stand out? So... My answer here may surprise you given loyalty is in my title, um, but I'm not actually interested in making the CVS loyalty program stand out. Um, And let me explain to you a little bit what I mean. Um, We want CVS to stand out. Our goal is for CVS as a retailer to stand out. And, uh, but the CVS loyalty program is just one element that makes that. 
So we do a lot of research, as you can imagine. And one of the really fascinating customer research that I was looking at recently, uh, we were asking customers, not just CVS customers, just you know, random customers, what were their favorite loyalty programs? And you got some of the obvious ones you would list. But then we got a couple of retailers listed that don't have loyalty programs. And we asked our researcher, how can you, you know, how can that be? How can that be the favorite loyalty program? They literally don't have one. We're competing against the loyalty program that doesn't exist. And what we started piecing it together is customers don't think about, oh, there's a CVS loyalty program and there's a CVS pricing program and there's a CVS. But what they think about is, does CVS get me what I want? And for that, we're really, really intent on standing out. So I guess to answer your question on how does CVS stand out and how does the loyalty program um, work in that? We think a lot about driving health and wellness authority, thinking about driving convenience, and thinking about driving customer engagement. So health and wellness authority needs to be, um, CVS is one of the largest healthcare companies in the world. Um, We should be the authority on a whole bunch of health and wellness and beauty type questions that you can trust us. And that means we have the merchandise that you want That means that we have the pricing that you can trust. That means we have supply chain and in-stock that you trust. So there's there's convenience. And convenience means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But CVS basically invented convenience back in the day, right? You know, the CVS store near you was the convenient thing. So we are now very intent on, with the loyalty program, making CVS as convenient as it can possibly be whether that means you want things shipped, whether that means you want to go into the store and have it seamless, et cetera. And then engagement. And engagement is where we find a lot of our customers really love CVS. We have a fascinating loyalty program. It's one of the more exciting games in retail, right? We have coupons, we have you know other promos you can get. And as we see customers getting more and more engaged in that, um, what we see is that they stay in this ecosystem. So the loyalty program is key in helping us understand the customer well enough to project health and wellness authority. It's key in knowing the customer well enough to do convenience. And then we give the customers a lot of value and engagement. I like that you mentioned um, engagement and convenience, because that leads me to my next question, which is about, um, we know the program leverages AI and machine learning to offer personalized interactions across multiple channels. Um, Can you dig a bit into this and how it's driving value? Let me step. So we, we use like the teams here are using an amazing amount of AI um, and the kind of the complexity that we're doing is really fun. But let, let me step back and talk about kind of one of my second favorite loyalty program. And then I'll tell you how we're trying to. to play that. So my first favorite loyalty program, in case you're curious, is CVS's loyalty programs. Extra care and care. Um, <laughs> my second favorite loyalty program would probably be Master Bike Shop on the Upper West Side. I live in New York. I'm a cyclist. And there's a small independent bike shop called Master Bike. So when you walk into Master Bike on the Upper West Side, it's near Central Park. So there's normally a line of tourists. I walk in, Imbert, who's the owner, walks up immediately, like, you know, I skip the line. He says, my friend, how are you? What's going on? I mention like, oh, I'm, you know, whatever. I need, I need a new light. My light broke. He says, oh, I know you well. I know the type of cycling. Here's the one you want. He hands it to me. And I go and... He said, and for you, the price is but whatever he says. I hand it to him. It's always fair. And I leave. Or I walk in with my bike. He says, oh, my friend, ah, I see the problem. You have a problem with your chain. I'll have that fixed. He takes it. So that shopping experience is what we are driving for. They know me when I walk into the store. 
it feels custom. It feels local. Um, they treat me um, in a way that makes me feel special. They give me pricing that is unique and fair. Um, and they really, really know me in a way that makes my life convenient. Right? Mm. So if that's what kind of is my second favorite loyalty program, now we get to use AI. Because the one thing about Masterbike is there's only one of them in the country. And CVS has, you know, 7,500 types, 7,500 stores across the country. And we have a lot more customers than Masterbike does. But we are actually able to, with the loyalty program, start marching towards an experience that feels a lot like that independent bike store. Um, so let's talk about it. Um, you talk about pricing. Um, and one of the things that was nice about Master Bike is the pricing was for me, right? He knows me. I'm here a lot. He gave me a price that felt fair to me. And CVS, obviously, we have a shelf price and everyone can walk in and do that. But we are able to do customized promos based on your shopping behavior, based on what you we know about you, in a way that um, is quite is quite um, is quite compelling. So what that means is we are constantly looking at all of your purchase histories. We are constantly looking at your propensity to spend based on the promo we give, and we're optimizing. Um, and so the the amount of data you can imagine that we're um, dealing with. Is astronomical, right? Um, every shopping behavior you did, every day you didn't buy, because that tells us something about what we sent you. But the implication to you is a very, very simple, here's a coupon. Wow, CVS knew exactly what I wanted. So that's, um, that's one thing. On the digital experience, there's a lot we're doing around making it feel personalized and making it feel really for you. So Back to my example of the bike shop. I walked in, I said I needed a light. He didn't say, well, what sort of biking are you doing? Are you road biking or mountain biking? He knew, right? And similarly, when you come to CVS and you search for toothpaste, we shouldn't have to show you, oh, I guess, example, you know, we shouldn't have to show you if you're a single guy, kids toothpaste. That's not what you want. And if you're a Crest family, we shouldn't be showing you Colgate. Similarly, if you're Colgate family, we shouldn't be showing you Crest. So we should be really focusing you on what we need. Um, so kind of making sure that the personalization is true throughout. Uh, what I, would, I think that the uh, two things we think a lot about with AI is really, really interesting technology. Um, but what's most important is that the customers don't notice it. Because no customer should ever say, wow, CVS is doing so well with AI. What customers should be saying is, wow, CVS is doing so well with knowing exactly what I want, exactly why. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. That seamless invisibility almost. And um, moving here to talk a little bit about the way modern shoppers shop, what are some of the new ways that you're marrying in-store and online experiences to maximize value? You often hear... You know, at conferences or things, people talk about the digital shopper or the in-store shopper, and they talk about these channel shoppers. And I keep looking for them and I can't find them. Because as far as I can tell, there are no like only <laughs> digital shoppers or only in-store shoppers left <laughs> in the country. So this concept of like an omni shopper is of course the only way to think about it. Um, one piece of information that I found really interesting. 
our digital P&L, um, we tend to think about traditionally as the um, customers who come to our site and then check out digitally and then either get it shipped to their home or, you know, curbside pickup. We call it byline pickup. And that's a quite sizable P&L. It's important to our overall business. But the that is only a, a fraction of the total impact. And you want to guess um, how much, um, how kind of how that PL compares to the digitally influenced PL. So con- compared to the sales that we drive in store. But so the answer is 3x. So my, the, um, of the digital PL um, is only 25%. Uh, is it, like the, the in-store sales that we drive are three x the digital sales. So the customers. Yeah. And let me tell you what I mean by that. So that's yeah. that three x is customers who come to our website, or come to our app, or come to our mobile web, shop on the app, do something on the app, check it out, figure out where a store is, what's on promo, what looks good, look for information, and then go and um, uh, purchase in store. Those transactions are 3x the value of the ones who check out digitally. So when you start thinking about how we're marrying the two, well, first of all, that digital experience is unbelievably important, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's that's pretty cool. So that 3x makes you remember, okay, we're not building a digital experience. We're building CVS. And CVS is both. This is the, the front door for a lot of people before they get to the front door. We're, of course, also doing um, a lot of things that you would expect from having such a large number of locations. So we're doing buy online, pick up in store, which is a great level of convenience. Um, We are figuring out a lot of things with the pharmacy to make the checkout at pharmacy really seamless. Um, So you have your, you know, there's sometimes, you, you know, you can make the checkout at pharmacy as easy as here's my barcode, they scan it, you go. Um, so kind of we're seeing incredible integration between the two. Fantastic. Yeah. It seems like really drilling down on and getting granular about the specifics of consumer behavior. And I wondered if you could share a recent example of a way you maybe adjusted a program, the program or, or any kind of retail strategy in response to these consumer behaviors. Let me give a couple of examples. I know you asked for one. I apologize. I'm not very good. No, the more the better. Um, (laughs) The, um, so one thing is that digital is such a fun place to experiment because you can constantly be experimenting. So um, within the app, we are constantly making changes uh, and, and we don't share our conversion numbers externally. But um, I can tell you the improvement we've seen in the last um, year and a half an hour conversion is really astronomical. And that's from this just continuous tweaking of we have this small insight on the way customers are shopping. We have this small insight in the way customers are looking for products. We have this small insight in search and they all seem tiny. But when you start looking at it, the growth is really, really impressive. So a constant level of tweaking, you know, where does that button go exactly? What should the default be? How do we save you one click and check out? How do we save, you know, a couple of microseconds in the load times? And we're really seeing a lot of changes there. Um, in-store and then the program. So in-store, um, the CVS receipts, 
um, I guess ones are people love to talk about, right? <laughs> the long receipts with lots of coupons. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about the receipts is as much as people love to, um, you know, talk about them, we have a lot of customers who love them. A lot of customers who that's the way they shop. They get the receipt. Mm -hmm. That's their interaction with the program. You know, they look and say, oh, wow, look at that. They, they you know, it's the, one of the lowest tech ways to be incredibly high tech, right? Uh, you go and check out and then all of a sudden, like a huge bunch of AI in the background figures out what the right coupon for you is and it prints out on the little receipt. So that's really cool. But we realized that some customers didn't want them and they were just throwing them out. So we now offer the ability to get your receipt emailed or, um, or you know, opt out of a receipt. And in fact, um, kind of 40% um, of customers are now preferring a digital receipt or no receipt. So a pretty, uh, a pretty large uh, group of people are saying, okay, great. Actually, digital is much easier for me because then I always have it. I know exactly where it is. It's in my email. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and then... In the um, in the programs, we're constantly tweaking. Um, we are uh, we have lots of little pilots that we put out to see like does this new benefit resonate with customers, and when it does, great, and when it doesn't, you know, no loss. Um, but we also made a change um, where customers get immediate access to their two percent cash back. So when you think about the program, there's of course. Um, the one of the key things people love is they get 2% cash back on all of it. Um, and uh, to make sure that there's no delayed gratification, we started it such that you can get that um, kind of pretty much immediately. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, some really exciting examples there. Like this idea of real time, almost real time tweaks that you can make. Um, what are some of the creative ways you're working with your manufacturing partners to deliver mutual value within the loyalty space? When we think about the loyalty program, um, it has huge value across a number of different facets, but one of them is how well we know our customers. And we know our customers, we know our you know approximately 74 million um, customers unbelievably well. We know what they shop and it's a long program. So we know what, what they've shopped for years and years. And that, val that data is really, really uh, valuable to our manufacturing partners. So one of the things that we're really excited about is our retail media network, which we call CMX. And what we are finding from our partners is that they hear a lot about retail media networks. And you, know, you guys have reported on that. And that. But what they find at CVS is that the richness of the data gives them a higher ROI than they're getting on. Um, and that the level at which we can target customers, the level at which we can understand the customers has really been um, very, very valuable for them in terms of targeting. Um, we're also finding that some of our manufacturing partners, the ones where we have close relationship with, are use, able to use some of our insights to figure out what products they want to be building and figuring out how they evolve their their lines, how they think about new products. Um, I will say that CVS takes privacy extremely seriously. And we, with everything I just said about the value of the, the value of the data and how we use it, we are very, very intent on making sure that we are only using data in a way that you would be very comfortable with us using it. Um, and we spend really a lot of time thinking about 
this is obviously good for the business, you know, this, whatever deal, whatever. But would the customers want us to be using it? And kind of taking that lens to, are we doing it in a way that's also beneficial for the customer, I think has a nice, um, a nice joint, um, nice joint outcome. And how are you measuring success? Uh, talking about all these different exciting things that are going on and um, how has that evolved? Well, that's, that's a great question, right? And a super important question, because if you're not measuring success, then you're not able to go ahead and drive it. Um, the loyalty program doesn't have a single success metric um, because there's so much that the loyalty program is trying to do, right? Um, the loyalty there's so much to try to do, right? We're trying to make sure that we have a rational program. So that gets customers excited, right? The, how do you, how do you give customers a, some amount of value, like 2% cash back, their promos, like a very rational discussion. We're trying to give customers the um, emotional joys of like, oh, whoa, look at that surprise CVS got me. We're trying to give customers the personalization that they need. So we talked about that a lot before, and we're trying to make sure we have really good data so that we can continue that loop and do personalization and measure and all of that. Okay. So if you're trying to do all of those things, there's unfortunately not one number that I can tell you or, you know, tell my boss, I did really well this year. So please give me this metric. Um, but when we think, uh, when we think about, there are a whole bunch of multifaceted customer metrics that we think about quite frequently. And the loyalty program really drives a lot of that. Um, so we have our monthly customer business review where we're looking at customer behavior and kind of obviously many, many metrics in there that the team is looking at and driving. But that's a first question of success. From the simplest to what is the count of our active members? What is the count of our CarePass members? What is the count of our um, pharmacy members? But I think probably one of the interesting things we look at is uh, the behavior metrics. So the customer behavior metrics. So what are the retention curves? Um, what is how are we holding on to customers? Um, you know, customers frequency, repeat, um, and retention. And obviously, loyalty is not singularly um, responsible for that, but it obviously is a very very key input. But, and I know this was too verbose, I apologize, but if you had to summarize it to what is the key things we're looking at, it comes down to really two, customer NPS and customer purchases. Because I can look at all of the fancy metrics I want and all, but really what we need to answer is net promoter score, which is basically, would you recommend CVS to a friend or colleague, which is really asking, do you like CVS? And that needs to be really high. And if we can have happy customers and customers who are purchasing, the loyalty program is working. So. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I think loyalty, as, as you're listing all those things that it encompasses, it's certainly a tricky needle to thread. But if you get it right, it pays dividends, right? It's a, yeah. a huge deliverer of value. Um, so time is actually coming to a close here, but just going to close out by looking ahead and asking what's next? What are some of your your own priorities for loyalty and omni-channel commerce moving forward? And is there anything 
that you're excited about coming down the pipeline that you can share with us? There is a lot that I'm excited about um, and stay tuned because there's a lot that we'll be <laughs> able to share coming up soon. Um, but I think the key things to think about are that we are using loyalty and we are using Omnichannel to continuously march towards increased health and wellness authority, increased convenience and increased engagement. Um, and across those, um, we are, you know, connecting to our healthcare mission and really driving it. So I think that convenience is one of the areas that we're going to see a lot of innovation. And we have some things coming up soon that we'll be able to talk about. But when you think about convenience, convenience is really multiple things, right? What is convenience? If I ask you, you know, if, if, if I get home, and I said to my wife, oh, she asked me, how was your shopping today? I said, it was really convenient. There's no way she would ask me like, what does convenience mean? Like she would know immediately. <laughs> but actually for each customer, it's different. And what we're mm -hmm. really excited about at CVS is how we go ahead and make it, um, it hit customers conveniently, what it means for them to be convenient. So you're driving the kids to soccer and you're ready in the car, really convenient to go pick it up curbside. You're at home sick in your pajamas, you don't want to go out, really convenient if we can figure out how to deliver it to you. Um, you happen to be walking to work and there's a CVS right there, super convenient to just go in and buy things. Um, digitally, your shopping, convenience um, might be how do you, how do we make it super fast for you to get in and out of the app, right? Incredibly fast load times, exactly what you have. Or convenient might be, you're looking to do some research on your next allergy medicine, and we did a great job of helping you go ahead and read up all about it. So convenience means lots of different things, but I think where we're moving is really towards a maniacal focus on how can we be, uh, how can we win in convenience? Convenience is king. We'll we stay go. tuned. Yeah. Well, there's a CVS right next to my son's daycare. So that is the Perfect. definition of convenience for me. Good. So well, um, take, take a look. Yeah. And yeah, and, and you know, I, I hope very much that you are, of course, an extra care member because uh, you would be crazy <laughs> not to be an extra care member because, of course, you know, with your little, you know, you give your telephone number, you're saving, um, you get all the yellow tags, you get the 2% back, we get the personalized. I hope you're a CarePass member because that's our paid loyalty program. And it'd be crazy not to be that because for a little bit, you're getting $10 of um, promos a month. You get free delivery. You get a bunch of new things. Um, so I hope you're both of those. And since it's right next to your um, you know, daycare, I hope that is. And stay tuned because we're, um, we're continuously thinking about how do we simplify those and make them more convenient. And I think that's exciting. Thank you. Thanks so much, Zach. And thank you, for talking with us today. It's been a really interesting conversation all about hearing about CBS's loyalty strategies in action and hearing your story as well. And um, hopefully we can do a follow-up podcast sometime in the future to see how all these, all these things have panned out. So thank you very we, much. We would love that. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RAS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit consumergoods.com and rasnews.com to sign up for our newsletters. Mm -hmm.